Hello, I'm Miles, and welcome to the Bite Size Marketing Podcast. This is an episode in a series that aims to make marketing easy to understand and simple for businesses of any size to implement. I hope you enjoy. Right, let's dive into this as I know you're um, all itching to know what you should do and what you shouldn't do when it comes to email marketing. So again, like I say, please get your questions in the chat or just say hello. Yeah, you don't have to be a voyeur, which I know there are plenty. And if you're watching on Catch Up, um, obviously I won't be able to answer your questions live, but my contact details are on the screen. Please just get in touch. Right, here we go. Email marketing, do's and don'ts. Now, I'm going to start off with a very straightforward do. And that's it. Do. Do use email marketing. Now, I looked up some uh, stats here for you, and they're quite staggering, right? I mean, if you had to wonder how many emails were sent per day worldwide, I do wonder what sort of figure you'd come up with. It would definitely be in the millions. Some of you might say it might even be in the billions. If we go back to 2017, I don't want to give you every single year, but just to grab a year, 2017, 269 billion emails worldwide per day. <laughs> right? That is a lot of emails. The year after, it had increased to 281 billion per day. And it's projected that in 2023, so next year, there will be over 347 billion emails happening per day. Now, I guess that throws up a couple of things, right? Surely your email is just going to be one of those 347 billion. We all get plenty of emails. But look, what I'm going to try and do today is to talk around what you should and shouldn't do to get your email to stand out from those 347 billion that are going to be out there next year. Eh? Woo! What a tall order this is. Now, um, I'm looking down. Uh, I always say this. I'm looking down because I'm reading my notes to make sure I don't miss anything for you. Um, I'm going to say the like the first do, um, apart from do your email marketing, is to pick the right platform to send your emails from. OK, and there's probably three main ways in which you can do this. The first one is that you can do it yourself off of your current email platform, you know, Gmail, Outlook, whatever it is that you use. You could send emails manually from this platform. What I'm going to say to you, though, is this. There's very limited stats in terms of you getting feedback as to how well those emails performed. And there are limited to no templates to use in terms of making them look nice, um, et cetera, et cetera. So um, like all of my advice when it comes on here, I say, yeah, have a go at things if you think you're capable, but always give a specialist job to a specialist person. So that being said, um, here's your next uh, port of call, and that would be to use a good quality 
CRM system. And we've talked about CRMs, the customer relationship management systems, where you keep track of your contacts and your marketing campaigns. You can plug them into things like your websites and you can also generate uh, email marketing campaigns from them or digital campaigns, depending on uh, what you like to call them. So uh, I've just picked three here. There are plenty on the market. So things like HubSpot, Salesforce, Active Campaign, they all have marketing uh, email marketing campaigns built into them. And quite frankly, they really are like idiot proof. You're able to go into them. It's a, a sort of a fill in the gaps type thing. You can use templates, you can drag and drop your images, and you can create links within them to be able to push people through to websites or promotions, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So if you do use a CRM system, I think the basic way to start is to use the facilities within those. And if you feel like you want to be more advanced, then you could use a specialist um, email application. I'm sure you're all very familiar with things like MailChimp, or send in blue or get response. And again, there's a huge, huge array of others that are out there. And what you're going to get by using a specialist tool is you're going to get huh, specialist hints and tips and ways in which uh, best practices in terms of the ways in which you send your emails. Some of them now have got great templates to use, uh, you know, and so on and so forth. So I don't want to sort of encroach on other do's and don'ts, but um, do pick a platform that is relevant to you and your business. The second thing I'm going to say is you must select your target market or filter who you're going to send these things to, okay? So identify the receiver. Um, maybe within your CRM system, you already subcategorize your customers and make sure that within the way in which you email that you are hitting the right target. Um, now, you may want to break these down in terms of um, selecting people by a product or a service that you use or the amount of money they spend with you or the amount of time they've been with you, right? Or part of the buying cycle, where they are, whether they sign up to a newsletter and so on and so forth. So, um, all of the tools that I've mentioned, with the exception of the do-it-yourself one, they will all have a way of you segmenting your target market. Now, these aren't in any particular order, right? So I would say that one of the first things you've got to do is set yourself a goal or an objective in terms to um, why you're doing said email campaign, right? Don't just do it for nothing. But what I'm going to say to you now is that now is absolutely, <coughs> excuse me, the right time to start an email marketing campaign because you've got something very topical to talk about. So you could wish your customers a very Merry Christmas and a prosperous New Year. Um, or you could give them some information maybe about your opening hours across the festive season. So there's a good natural way, if you like, to get you into an email campaign. So when you're setting your goal, think about your purpose. All right. Think about whether or not you're just sort of touching base, like I said, uh, wishing them a happy Christmas or whether you're informing them about a pro maybe you've got a new product or a new service that's come online. Um, maybe you're trying to engage with them to uh, prod them for a response. So maybe you want them to leave a review as an example. 
Maybe you've got an offer on. Maybe, uh, you know, the old Black Friday thing that's just happened, or maybe you've got a new year, new you offer uh, for your products or services. Or you may not have heard or uh, uh, communicated with this person for a while. So maybe your campaign is all about reactivating lapsed customers. All right, the list is endless, but set yourself a goal in terms of the campaign. And what I would say is think about doing yourself a plan across the year. We'll talk about frequency in a second, but think about, um, you know, if you're going to start now, do your Christmas one now, and then think about the next one in Jan, and think about the next one in March, and what is uh, what is your main message and your um, objective going to be for said campaign, okay? Now, when it comes to goals, you, I don't want to overcomplicate things for you because the majority of you now won't have ever done an email marketing campaign. But when you're using some of these uh, intelligent tools, you can create a little mini funnel, all right? So uh, let's say, as an example, someone buys a product or service from you um, and you send out an email about some other products and services that you offer. Uh, maybe with an embedded link, uh, you they've clicked on that link and they've looked at more information about said offer. Um, within some of these email um, tools, that will allow you to analyze the data and then to be able to follow them up with a follow-up email that's maybe specific to them and is all about the product and service that they've been looking at. Now, it, get, it, it can get quite sort of in-depth about this because you can link um, your website to your CRM, to your email campaigns, and as long as you set the links up correctly, and again, that is quite easy within these um, web, uh, email builders, you can track someone's journey from the web, uh, sorry, from the email they've received through to the website and what they've clicked on within the website. So you can start to sort of build a little bit of a picture of the customer journey, and then you can target them with more relevant information. OK, that can all be automated as well. So a lot of this sounds like hard work, but within some of these clever things like MailChimp, you can create automations which will get triggered when actions happen. OK, right. Uh, so some of the do's here is uh, do make things eye catching. Now, um, make sure that you use images. Uh, maybe you can use a designer to create you a bespoke HTML um, uh, email in terms of a template and a design. Or you can use one of the templates that are within um, some of the apps that I've mentioned, you know, the HubSpots and the active campaigns of this world and the MailChimps. So think about making it nice and eye-catching. I'm going to say don't overclutter your emails. Don't make them too long. They're not newsletters. All right. They're just emails. And regarding what the point of the email is, right, your goal and objective, make sure it's all really sort of um, honed and fine tuned to try and get that conversion. OK, we'll talk about call to actions in a second. Now, with your headings, do make your headings grab attention 
but don't make them clickbait. All right. It's you might you must have had these emails through where it says uh, 50 percent off and you open it and you've got to jump through a number of hoops before you get 50 percent off anything. All right. Make sure that you don't disappoint your readers when they open it because they're expecting uh topless men uh <laughs> and you don't show them any topless men when they open their emails all right so don't just use clickbait make it eye-catching but don't make it misleading the key to a good headline is that it's short and only uh, up to between 40 and 50 characters in terms of its length make sure it's straight to the point now here's a top tip do use personalization within a header if you can because research says that there's an increase in open rate by 50.50% with a personalized headline now how do you do a personalized headline um the email builders that you have within the uh, softwares that I've talked about that it it's all very sort of straightforward okay so um I say it's straightforward, right? It's only as straightforward as your database is set up, okay? So when you're building your CRM and you're building your customer database, it is important that you put someone's first name in the first name column and their surname in the surname column. Don't get them mixed up because what happens is that your email generator will grab the first name, if that's what you want, dear Miles, right? If you haven't put that Miles in the first name column, it won't select anything. It can, you can do what you can do with some of these things. If you haven't got a first name, it will grab a particular word that you set, you tell it to grab if there is no first name in the field. All right. So, you know, dear friend, dear customer, and so on and so forth. Okay, uh, right. Do use, they're called pre-headings, like a subheading. So when you uh, get an email through to your system, either on your phone, you get a notification, or on your computer, you get like a little notification that perhaps comes at the top. It'll say who it's from, but it'll give you like the the first line. So within the email builders, it'll ask you for a pre-heading. Make sure that's catchy. So make sure the headline's catchy. Make sure the pre-headline is also eye-catching and um, pulls people in. In terms of the content, right, this is what most of you want, want to know. What does the content need to look like, Miles? Well, it needs to be short and sweet, right? You know, the vast majority of people, right, there, there's over like 300 billion emails getting sent every day, right? You want to stand out from the crowd. People are busy. This is not chapter and verse. This is to get them to bite. This is to get them to engage, right? This is the bait on the hook. This is not the full sort of um, the full package. So keep things nice and short and condensed and concise so that people are able to understand what it is you're trying to get across, your goal, right? And get them to do a call to action so they actually engage with you. Now, I talked about personalization in the header. Personalization in the main body also goes a long way. So, dear Miles, rather than dear friend, has a 26% increase in open rate. So, if you can personalize things, make sure your database is up to speed, then you're going to get a much higher 
open rate. And make sure you engage with them. Put a call to action. What's a call to action? Well, it'll be a literally a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's my mind's gone black now. Sorry. Um, it's a directive to try and encourage the the user to be able to uh, engage with you by doing an action. I think I think I was struggling to find the word action there. Oh, oh dear. Um, thanks for staying with us. <laughs> so you're encouraging the user to perform an action, okay, to click a button or to go through and to look at something else. Now, a really good way to convert people if you're selling widgets or services is within your email, have a call to action, make it perhaps one call to action, you know, click here to see the new product. And when people click there, it is worth spending time making a great landing page for people to go to, okay? Not only will you be able to track the uh, movement to that home page, but don't just make it to a generic page on your website. Now, look, have you got to do this all the time? No. If you start today and you write an email, do you need a landing page? No. Okay. But you can imagine if you're sending people um, information about one product that you offer, and on your website, you've got 10 products, and you send them to the generic product page, which has 10 products, the likelihood of them getting the likelihood of them getting bored or not seeing the product they want is quite high. Okay. So by you creating a landing page or just a page that is focused on that product on your website, you're much more likely to convert people in terms of engaging with you, right? So uh Right. The next thing is do use, in my opinion, use the software out there to collect the data and then to analyze the data. So things like open rates, how many of your emails have been opened by people, uh, how many links have been clicked, you know, tracking people who have opened things and the amount of times they're open things and when they engaged. This is where Linking things back through your CRM system and your website is really good because then you can start to build some automations. Um, you know, knowledge is power and data is king, right? So the more information you can pull together, the more uh, you're able to then, uh, what's the word, uh, tailor and personalize your follow up to these people. Now, the next one is um, how often should you communicate with people? So I'm going to say if you're not sending emails at the moment, then just sending one's better than never have sent, never have sent whatever. Right. But every day, in my opinion, is too much. I have had emails from people every day and within a week I've unsubscribed. OK, it's too much, especially when it's not something you know, that I'm terribly passionate about, okay? Um, if I've got a hobby or a pastime that I'm really into and I'm getting daily updates about my hobby and my interest, well, okay, maybe I will continue to look at it. But if I'm getting spammed by a business that I dealt with once, then I'm very likely to unsubscribe. So think about the frequency. Every day is too much. Every week, possibly, 
I would still say too much. Every month, yes, maybe too long. So I'm going to say use the power of three, all right? So if you're going to write something down, write this down. When you send your first email, within your automation, wait three days for a follow-up, okay? And then wait three weeks to send a fresh email out, all right? So three days for a follow-up, three weeks for your next email to go out. Um, when you're building your emails, think about mobile. Don't think about your desktop, think about your mobile. So if you add too many pictures in, people are going to be scrolling through. Perhaps it's going to be using their data if they're not on a, uh, you know, an appropriate package for data. So think about how you structure an email when it comes to uh, your mobile device. Think about testing your emails on both desktop and on mobile device. So you can, when you're in these specific builders and if you're not in if you're just doing it yourself send an email to yourself right or to a different email address that you've got access to uh, a loved one or whatever just to check what it looks like just to check that the links work check your spelling works check that the images load check that the headline looks catchy within that little sort of um notification piece do all those things before you press send and send it to your your database right the next do is do have a call to action. Make it really clear. It should be linked to what the whole objective of the email is and getting people to click it. Don't forget to ask, you know, for the call to action. Please click here too. Please do this. Please do actually please every time, but make sure that there is a point to your email and that there is some button, picture, um, hyperlink, something for somebody to press or do, and you can track that detail. Now, uh, attention please, the law. Some of you may or may not be familiar with GDPR. I am not gonna go into the ins and outs of GDPR right here and now, but you need to familiarize yourself with it if you are handling people's data. The law says that you need to add a physical address to any email communication that goes out, okay? So I would say your registered office address, or if you don't wanna give that away, then a PO box address. But it can't be just any or random PO box address. It needs to be registered to your name. I'd suggest not giving out your home address, so please use a business address, but you have to have, by law, a physical address on your email, and you must have the opportunity for people to opt out or unsubscribe from the list. Saying that, in terms of GDPR rules, um, you these people should have already opted in to receiving emails from you, either by a, a form on your website or subscribing to a newsletter or any other way in which they've engaged with you and given you their permission in order to share. Um, it is against the law for you to sell your data to somebody else, okay? So please don't do it. I would also encourage you not to buy lists either off other people. It may be a way of sort of getting a lot of email addresses to spam things out to. Um, I would suggest to you 
um, not to be so lazy and be a little bit more specific in who you are targeting. Please do not sell and do not buy email lists. What time, Miles, should we send the email to get the best response? Got a pen and paper? Here we go. So 10 o'clock in the morning and between 3 and 4. So let's say 3.30 in the afternoon. And Tuesdays and Thursdays seem to be the best times. Now, that's not to say that sending an email on a Monday at midday is not going to be effective. But if you want to know when the best open rates are, they are 10 o'clock in the morning, between 3 and 4 in the afternoon, and Tuesdays and Thursdays. Did you know that on some of these platforms, you can set up a 50-50 split that will either give you some data at the end of the day to show you what open rates have happened with each of the individual? Um, so as an example, you could set up two emails that look identical, and you could change slightly the calls to action to see what motivates people to click on things and what works. So I would always say when you're doing email marketing campaigns, and this goes as well for like pay-per-click and all this sort of type of stuff. It's very much a listen, modify, and test. So send it out, track it, see what works, and then evolve it for the next one. Some of the um, systems out there have um, <clears throat> like some intelligence built in. So you set up two email campaigns to go out. It will send um, a fraction of your database the email and whichever one gets better open rates, it will then like automatically switch to the one that's more popular. Very clever stuff that's out there. So think about that. Oh, I tell you what, <laughs> it, it, it well, does it amaze me how fast these half an hour sessions go um, and how much we cover off? So hopefully you found that um, useful. Um, if you've got any questions, pop them in the chat now because I'm about to go through my top three tips for email marketing campaigns. And they are, do grow your email list the right way. Get people to sign up and opt in. And please don't sell or buy in lists. The second top tip is do analyze your data and use it to follow up. Be sort of very targeted and specific. So send out emails to everybody. Look at the open rates. Those that are engaging with you most, follow them up in the way that they're engaging with you. If they've been clicking on new product links, then send them more details about the new products. And the third tip is get personal. Personalize your emails and you will cut through those billions, those hundreds of billions of emails that get sent per day. Over a 50% open rate when you personalize the header and over 26% um, open rate when you personalize the um, when you address it to um, a particular person, dear Miles, as opposed to dear friend. <laughs> All right, there we go. Thank you so much indeed for listening to this bite-sized uh, podcast. Uh, if you have any questions at all, please do not hesitate to contact me. You can email me on miles at milesmarketing, all one word, dot co dot uk, or 
why don't you send me an inappropriate GIF? You can do that on WhatsApp. Uh, it's plus 44-754-069-5785. And however you get in touch, please do let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know if you put any of these uh, tips into action and what the outcome was. So I hope you have enjoyed this and uh, I'll see you next time.